Hi, hello, and welcome back to the Life of the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Gavin, with my friend, Ryan. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, Sloan, once again, couldn't make it. But yeah, I got my friend Ryan to fill in for him, and I feel like he'll do a fine job. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan. I'm happy to be here. Well, you should be, because this is the best podcast on the planet. And speaking of the planet, we have an interview with the best YouTube Giants YouTuber on the planet, The Entertainer. Was that a stretch? A uh, little bit of a stretch. A little bit? Nah, that's what we're about here. Stretching the imagination. Um, yes, and something that we could never have imagined has happened. The NCAA has banned all fans from going to the NCAA tournament game, which is something everyone looks forward to every year. No fans at March Madness. That is... That sucks. It was very unexpected. We saw, just a couple hours ago, Ohio had banned fans from being at their NCAA games, and the president of the NCAA has decided that there will be no fans at March Madness. NCAA. You said double AA. I did say that, didn't so I? So I guess that's NC, NC quadruple A. Yes. Right. Besides the point, March Madness, no fans... Sounds like madness, but it's reality. I mean, I really, I don't even know what to say. I'm just shocked. I usually don't even go to the games, but I love watching games. I watch every single game. I watch them all day when they start at 12 till when they end at 11. The energy that those fans bring just takes the game to a whole different level. Really, the excitement. Because those games are close usually. And even when they're not, just the fans always bring energy. So... For them to be making these crazy deep threes and just hearing a little golf clap after the fact, that's going to suck. That will suck. So, breaking news here out of the life of the fans. The NBA has just decided to postpone the regular season. I don't know when they'll be coming back, but... They they haven't set a date, but but it, it's put on it's put on hold after rumors have been flying around right now about Rudy Gobert maybe having the coronavirus. Wogues reported it, sort of. So I think I think he does, and you know thoughts and prayers go out to him. I hope he recovers well. But I mean this this is just nuts. Tom Hanks and his wife now have it. The State of the Union just happened. This is serious. Like the NBA was just postponed. I'm in shock. Tom Hanks and Rudy Gobert and Tom Hanks' wife. That like I can't even wrap my head around this. Just I mean, what like when's the NBA going to pick up? Like, is it going to go through the summer? I, I'm I'm just my mind is blown here. This is future Gavin, by the way. I know it's a weird spot because it's the beginning of the episode. It's usually towards the end, but I'm here. I had to report on this. I just have so many questions. Like. I don't even know where to begin. Like, what, what's what's going to happen? Are the, will the season continue? When? I mean, it is does that mean it's in the Jazz's locker room? Are we going to go months without seeing the Knicks choke away another game as they're doing right now as I speak against the Hawks? I mean, this is just, this is, this is beyond me. I, I, I'm literally, I'm literally speechless. Just wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Cover your mouth. And nose when you sneeze and cough. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no doctor, but 
that's just my take on it. Ah, oh, wow. This is this is unreal. Keep in mind, you know, more news will be coming out through the week. So when you're listening to this, not all of this will be 100% updated. But, you know, just stay safe and let's get back to it. We got a good one. But so, yeah, switching gears here. I just want to take a little second to uh, give some kudos to me and Sloan, who all along have said that the my guys for the XFL where his was Luis Perez, and mine was Darius Victor. And if you listen to pretty much any previous episode, you would know that. Um, I said Victor's an animal. I, I thought that from the start. And Luis Perez was just named captain of the Guardians, as well as Darius Victor. Two, two Guardians offensive captains. I find that to be pretty cool that we made those calls. So keep listening to the Life of the Fans for more accurate predictions. 100% accuracy. We strive for that here. Subscribe, share, maybe even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. But what's next? Christian Yelich in the past week has signed a huge contract for about, he's making $215 million over nine years, and he's getting $26 million a year. That's a pretty crazy contract. It's not Mike Trout, but it's pretty close to it. Yeah, he's a stud. He's real good. And uh, speaking of baseball, what's going on with the Yankees? Uh, well, they're, they're injured. Gary Sanchez has the flu and also has some back injury, and the fact that he has a back injury at his young age is just horrible. Zach Britton, uh, his MRI, I believe it was an MRI, did come back negative, and that's a good sign for us because we don't know how long he'll be out, but hopefully it's not long. Oh, see, when you said negative, I thought you meant like a bad thing, like the MRI was bad. Oh, no, neg- really negative. Positive. It, would have mean it, he had it. Right, but like positive is a good thing. Yeah, I know. It's it's confusing. He he doesn't he's he's not he's not doing bad. He's doing good. He's doing good. Yes, he's doing good. He is healthy. Right. That's the word. Uh Aaron Judge hurt. We don't know when he'll be back. Giancarlo Stanton hurt. We Stanton's don't made know a when blast. Jeez. But when Stanton comes back, he's always good when he plays. So I don't care how good you are, if you're not playing, it doesn't matter. We saw that. With the Giants, a player like Evan Ingram, phenomenal tight end, one of the best in the league when he's on the field, but he can't manage to stay on the field. We have a great interview for you guys right after we cue the music. So without any further ado, our guest, the best Giants YouTube channel on the planet, The Entertainer. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, yeah, I know you've been asking me to come on here for you know a little bit here, and I always love talking to anybody in the Giants community, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely shout you out in one of my uh, videos once the podcast is up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad we can make it work. So uh, let, let's let's get into it. Let's talk a little off-season Giants, what you, what you're looking for. I guess as to players, what you think we should re-sign? We'll start there. Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of, I'm play, I mean, if we're talking the big name players, obviously everybody knows. You know, you're talking Leonard Williams, you're talking uh, Marcus Golden, um, and then you know some smaller guys. You're looking at a guy like Cody Core, Cody Latimer, um, uh, a couple of other players that you know I'm, I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's, there's a few of the smaller guys I bring back. David Mayo's another one, right? Um, of course, like depth guys. It, 
What is that? I said for like depth and stuff. You know that makes sense. Yeah, de- yeah, depth pieces. Yeah, and those guys. I figure you're probably gonna spend about four or five million dollars of that cap retaining depth pieces. But in terms of like the the, the big play talent, the Leonard Williams and the Marcus Golden, it's an interesting dilemma the Giants are in. Uh, we'll start with Marcus Golden. Obviously, the news came out today. Uh, Josie Anderson said that Golden is gonna test free agency, which I expected. Um, he's 28 years old. He's coming off a 10 sack season. If I'm the Giants, I don't bring him back because I think I like him. He was the first Giant to have 10 sacks since 2014. Um, but he's one-dimensional, he's injury-prone, and he was system-dependent. They brought him in here for the better scheme. I've been on record saying this now for months. I like him. It's going to be a void that the Giants are going to have to find a way to fill. But for what I think he's going to want on the open market, I don't think he's worth it. And if I were the Giants, I would let him walk. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's kind of hard to argue that, but I just think letting him walk leaves such a big hole with the egg structure, because outside of him, we really have no one. Like, you have younger guys like O'Shane Zimenez and, like, Lorenzo Carter, who I hope come along, but it, it leaves a big hole there. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a hole that's going to need to be filled. Um, and like I said, it's based on what I think he's going to get offered. Uh, I think he's going to get a four-year offer, and if he does, I don't, I wouldn't sign him to that. And, I mean, the way to fill it, those guys that we've drafted the last couple of years are going to have to take a step forward, and they may be able to find somebody else in free agency, but the O'Shane Zimenez's of the world, the Lorenzo Carters, uh, Dexter Lawrence, those guys, Leonard Williams, who I think we actually are going to bring back, I didn't get the hint, um, those guys are going to have to get some pressure on the quarterback um, and, and and take a big step forward. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I guess, uh, you know, for the right price, I would bring him back, but it seems like he's going to get paid more than he's worth, so I would agree. But uh, what do you think about Leonard Williams? He started getting into him there. Yeah, uh, as far as Leo goes, I mean, he... Oh, man. Um, it was a bad trade from the start. I, I agree. Never, I didn't understand Yeah, I didn't understand why Gettleman did it to begin with. I like Leo. I think he's the type of player that Joe Judge is going to like because Joe Judge is all about versatility, and, and Leonard Williams does bring that. He can play on both the inside and the outside on the defensive line. Um, he's a good player. He doesn't get sacks. Um, and again, it's going to come down to money for me, but at the end of the day, I think Dave Gettleman put him in this situation where if he's going to go out there and command too much money, they're going to at least franchise that. Because Gettleman would look like a fool if he didn't do that. So I'd be surprised if, if Leonard Williams is not back with the Giants. I expect him to get the franchise tag. I don't see, at this point, it doesn't look like either side is going to come to an agreement, but I think Gettleman doesn't want to make a fool of himself, and I think he wants to give him the tag. Yeah, and then the question becomes, do you do the transition tag or the franchise tag? Right. You know, that's complicated. The transition tag is a couple of million dollars cheaper, but there's something to it where teams will have the ability then to, to, to get him if they want. I would probably do the transition tag, but you know that'll be up to the Giants. That's rarely usually it's a franchise tag, but I think the franchise is going to be about fifteen million. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think he gets the tag, and then uh, I guess those are the big name guys. And of course, we spoke about a couple depth guys. But uh, once we get past that, I guess it, it would be time for free agency. So what do you expect us to do there? I heard some Byron Jones rumors, maybe maybe offensive line. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, there's rumors all over the place. Um, you know, you figure, you figure after Leonard Williams and those debt pieces that I expect them to bring back, and the money set aside for the draft and in-season moves, you figure they're gonna have about thirty-five to forty million dollars to spend. And I look around the, the talent pool. I think I think I would like to add a cornerback now. Byron Jones to me, 
from what I'm hearing, he's going to be commanding. I don't want him. He's he's wanting sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million dollars a year. That's a lot. Um, he's a good cornerback. He's not an elite. Um, but I would try to add a veteran corner. I'm just not sure which guy right now. I got to see how the market unfolds. Bradbury's reportedly going to want fourteen, fifteen million dollars. So I got to see how the market unfolds. But I would I would definitely want to bring in a veteran corner um, because when you look at our secondary right now, they're all young. They're all first, second year players. So. Uh, I think that they, they could definitely use somebody to be the number one corner for this defense, but it all comes down to the price. Uh, as far as the offensive line goes, everybody knows the big name there is Conklin, but everybody's going to be in on him, and he's probably going to get paid $20 million a year. I would be a big fan of bringing him in, but I, you know, there's going to be seven, eight teams competing for him. That's that's the problem there, so I don't expect that to happen. They could go for a, cheap, a cheaper alternative like a Brian Bulaga, who's like 31, maybe you get him on a three- or four-year deal. But the Giants have a lot of holes to fill in that offensive line, and I think one of them will have to be uh, in free agency. They could go for McGovern, the center from the Broncos. Um, yeah, and then the pass rushers, everybody knows the big names, but I think most of them are going to be tagged. And then the question is, are you willing to do a tag and trade? And me personally, probably not, uh, unless the price comes significantly down. A big, a big fear of mine when it comes to free agency is like what happened with Jerry Reese and that Ben McAdoo, you know, that eleven and five season, you know, with the boat trip and all that, where Reese went out and he he spent a ton of money on players like Vernon Jenkins, Snacks Harrison, etc. I feel like Gettleman knows he's on a short leash. I'm afraid he might go out and try and build a winning roster now, and that might come back to hurt us in the future. That's what I worry about myself, and that's why I'm a huge Gettleman guy. If you watch, I agree. I try to defend him whenever, yeah, whenever I can. I try to defend him. Um, I, you know, there's definitely times where I, you know, I try to be fair. Like the Leonard Williams trade was horrible. He's definitely done some things that I don't understand. Um, but overall, I think Gettleman's done a pretty good job. But I was in favor of moving on from him for the simple reason that I think if you're going to start from scratch, you, you should you should have blown the whole thing up. You bring in a new head coach. Because now, if Gettleman, Gettleman's going to feel like he's on a timeline now. He's going to feel pressure, and hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he doesn't do exactly what you expressed. But that's exactly what I do not want to happen. I do not want the Giants to go out there and spend, you know, an absorbent amount of money on five-year deals on top-tier free agents because then that's what I worry about. It's a short-term fix for a long-term problem. Right. Um, you know, I'm of the mindset that I want to be I want to be consistently good for a decade. I don't want to be good for one or two years then. That's not the way you build a football team. Yeah, it's a really tough spot we're in now, you know, and with Gettleman and all that. I mean, he he's done a great job through the draft and stuff. He's drafted us, who, who I think should be our franchise quarterback. Granted, you know, he's only played his rookie season. I do have to see how he plays this year, but he he looked pretty good. He 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 came close to saying the rookie touchdown record in like twelve games. He drafted Barkley, some late round studs like Slayton. You know, we spoke about guys like O'Shane Zimenez who maybe could come along. You know, he's done a pretty good job drafting starters, you know, especially late-round gems. But, I don't know, free agency is going to be interesting. I think we do need to bring in a veteran corner, definitely, like you, you spoke about. I mean, but for the – they say it all the time, you pay A money for B players. And I think, unfortunately, we're going to have to do that for at least one or two guys. Yeah, I think they're going to end up spending. I think they'll. I don't know what position it'll be. Um, me personally, based on the market, uh, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to spend on a top tier talent at a position of need, I would go linebacker because I think Littleton you could probably get for fourteen or fifteen, and I, if you could get Littleton for that, maybe even sixteen, 
he's a great coverage linebacker, and I think he would have just as much of a benefit to the roster, probably even more of a benefit to the roster than that about Byron Jones. And if Byron Jones' asking price is $18 million, that's a lot for a corner. And, and you know, and the guy is good. I don't, I don't consider him a great corner, so that's what I worry about. If I'm going to break the back, first it would be Conklin, but I don't think we're getting Conklin. But after that, I think I would target someone like Littleton, a coverage linebacker. Another another linebacker I like a lot is Joe Schobert from Cleveland. He he had a really yeah, solid year. They're not bringing him back. Yeah, he'd be more affordable. Um, now, what I've heard with Schobert, and who knows, it could just be speculation. He's originally from the Wisconsin area. He played college ball at uh, at Wisconsin, and the Packers are in need of a linebacker because they're letting Blake Martinez go. Schobert supposedly is not a big city guy, so that's why a lot of people think he might not end up with the Giants. But I'm with you. I think Schobert is a good cost-effective linebacker. I don't think he's going to cost you $16 million, Agreed. but he's still pretty good coverage. I, I, I am a fan of him. I just don't, if I had to guess, he's not going to end up here. Right. Yeah, so I guess I guess that would be free agency, you know. It makes sense, but uh, what you thinking, I guess, after that would be the draft. What are you thinking for that? Yeah, man, the draft, well, obviously we're not going to know exactly what the, um, you know, the, the, the needs are to have the free agency, but I'll tell you what, after the, first off, I'm a huge offensive line guy. You know, I, I definitely think they need to improve the trenches, especially being that they um, invested so much in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You need to be able to, to, to build them a line, uh, you know, make sure that they can perform as well as they can. And I think an improved ground game in turn will help the defense because it will keep them fresh off the field. You win the time possession, blah, 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 blah. But Isaiah Simmons was so impressive um, at his combine and I think you can make an argument that a coverage linebacker, maybe if it's not the most important position on the defense, it's definitely up there. Um, and a guy like him that could do a variety of things definitely uh, piqued my interest. You know, I, I probably am still in favor of trading down and trying to get an offensive line. But I would not be upset at all on draft night if we get Isaiah Simmons. So to me, and I try my hardest to not fall in love with players at the Combine because that doesn't really show what they are as a football player. But it was so hard not to do that with a guy like Isaiah Simmons. And I think I did. I think if if we're sitting at four and we don't trade back, I think we and Simmons is there, I think we gotta take Simmons. Especially with the things Joe Judge has been saying about versatility and all that. I think that sounds like the direction we're heading. But another thing that and this would probably be my number one option, is to trade back maybe with a team like Oakland, get their pick nineteen as well, and draft an offensive lineman there. Because you'll still get one of the top guys, and you'll have another first-round pick. Or another scenario I actually came across, and this was just like a mock trade or whatever. It said, the Giants trade back with Jacksonville. So they would get the Jacksonville pick, which I believe is the ninth pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. They have uh, two, two first-round picks. Right. They have one both if I'm trading down. It's uh, nine and 20. Well, here, here's this. It's We would get their ninth pick and Yannick Ngakwe, and we would give them the four pick. Evan Ingram, and also I forgot to mention, we would be getting their fourth-round pick and the pick they got from Denver, the fourth-round pick, in the A.J. Boye trade. Okay, yeah, and I heard about these rumors. And um, it's, it's not an off-the-wall idea, right? We need a pass rusher. Unique Ngakwe wants to be a giant. Um, it's, he's going to be tagged. He's probably going to be traded to the highest bidder. Thinking from a Giants perspective, one, I'm moving down five spots in the first round, which is a huge drop down. Uh, you know, I'm, drop, I'm dropping down five spots. But two, 
The question you have to ask yourself with Yannick Ngakwe, are you willing to spend $22 million a year? Because that's what it's going to cost. Because um, that, that also has to be factored into that trade. So you're bringing in a player that's going to eat up more than 10% of your cap, and you're moving down five spots in the draft. Now, if that if that's what you think you need to be a competitive team going forward, I get the attraction. He's a very good pass rusher. He's good at getting after the quarterback. And then you still have the ability to draft a guy like Tristan Wirfs at nine. So you get your pass rusher, you get your offensive lineman. It's not a crazy off-the-wall idea. I personally am not looking to do that. I'd rather... I'd rather build my team through the draft um, than spend five, a five-year contract on a guy like Ngakwe, who I think is a very good player, not necessarily great, but um, I, I, it, it does make sense. I understand the thinking behind it uh, with, with that rumor trade. I heard it yesterday. It was an inter- interesting rumor trade. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, but it makes a ton of sense. You know, we feel arguably the two most needed positions on, on our team right now. We tackle is a mess. And especially if we let Marcus Golden walk, like you said, you think you, we will. I mean, I think we got to bring in a pass rusher in some way, shape, or form. You know, a, a talented one. Yeah, I mean, I would love to get. I mean, it may. I get. I definitely get the attraction with Unique. He's young. You know, there's not many guys his age. I think he's going to be 25 next year. Um, the hit for the agency and are very good players. Uh, so I definitely get the attraction. Like Judon, for example, I think it's 27, 28. Clowney's up there in age, and he's got an injury history. So I definitely see why people are in on Unique. Um, and I, I think he's probably been the guy that a lot of Giants fans have been clamoring uh, to get for quite some time. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to quiet we get Unique Ngakwe, believe me. We have not had a pass rusher like him since Jason Pierre-Paul. So um, it would definitely help our defense. You know, it's, I'm just trying to think long-term. But, you know, in that situation, if you told me you're getting Tristan Works or you're getting um, – you know, name another offensive lineman, uh, Jedrick Wills or Mackay Beckton at nine, and you're getting unique, it's not the end of the world. I'll put it that way, you know. Um, I personally would rather trade down uh, with, with Oakland, the first scenario, like you said, get 12 and 19. You're also not going to be killing your cap as much as if you were picking at four. That also has to be factored in. But then you get, figure an offensive lineman at 12, you get one of those guys I just mentioned, and then at 19, you could go a variety of ways because then you still have a pick at 36. So you, could, if there's a great receiver that drops, let's just say hypothetically Jerry Judy drops, which he probably would to 19, or Henry Ruggs, you have that option to go there. Um, or you could go with a with a, a pass rusher. Let's say the guy from LSU drops, Ch- uh, Chase on. You know, I think that's how you pronounce his name. The, the guy that could play both on the interior and the exterior, who I think would fit uh, what Judge is looking for. So you could fill in the, the roster that way, too. I personally, if it was possible, we don't know if the Raiders are going to want to trade up. I would prefer that scenario. Right. Um, yeah. I, well, I think the only way the Raiders trade up would be, of course, if, if they get rid of Derek Carr and they, they're looking for a quarterback. So that And I, don't, I the only way I see them getting rid of Carr is if they br- were to bring in Brady. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, I don't expect that one to happen. To me, the Jacksonville one is more realistic. But I'm pretty comfortable sitting at pick four and having my pickings between probably all those offensive linemen, as well as Isaiah Simmons, and maybe even Jeff Okuda. I think that's what you're looking at. Um, you know, if, if we stay at four, I think that's going to be... You might even have all four. You might have all six of those guys available yeah. uh, when you're picking at four. Because it's very possible that either... I don't think it's going to happen. I've been on record saying that. But it's possible, too, it could go to the Redskins. Or it's possible, too, it could go... 
to the Lions or the Dolphins jump the Giants to take two at three. That would be my guess. So, I would I would have the Dolphins trading up to three. I think I don't yeah, I think a, I don't think we're the destination for the Chargers or the Dolphins to trade up because you know the other team can still jump the other at pick three. But so but I also you know get an off course back to Isaiah Simmons. I I saw we could trade back maybe get a get the Chargers six pick as well as some second rounders and some other draft picks in there for the four pick. And then we could still get Isaiah Simmons because likely you have the Chargers picking the quarterback as well as Miami. That's what we, I I completely agree with what you just said. I don't think right now our picks are attractive, but if we wait until draft night and the Lions make their choice and they take Jeff Okuda, that's when we've got the power. That's when, if both those teams are interested in the same quarterback, we don't know. You know, the Chargers might say, screw it, we're just, we're, Jordan Love's our number one guy. Or, uh, you know, Herbert's our number one guy. But if, if there's multiple teams that are interested in, presumably Tua, um, that's when the Giants will have the ability to trade down and, and get, you know, the most, you know, from it. So, and I, and I agree, a trade down to six is probably the optimal situation because yes. then you're, you're probably still getting Simmons or the offensive tackle you're choosing, and you're getting an extra second round pick, if not two extra second round picks. So, um, I completely agree with you. Six is the perfect spot uh, for the Giants to trade down. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. You know, I, if you ask me today, I would say probably not. I think we probably stay at four because I think the Lions are going to trade down. But if the Lions don't trade down, it's very possible we could at number four. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing we do know is this is a very interesting offseason for the Giants. There's so many different ways we could go, be it free agency, the draft, re-signing players like Golden and Williams. It's going to be really interesting, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I mean, this is probably one of the biggest off-seasons since I've been watching the team because when you factor everything in, you have a brand-new coaching staff, you've got a second-year quarterback, you finally have some cap space, um, you know, you got a completely new coaching staff, not just a head coach, and, and you got a third-year running back that you need to try to accelerate the process for this team before these guys get, you know, start to get paid max dollars. So it's a huge offseason. It's a huge draft for the New York Giants. Um, it's one of the biggest offseasons since I've been watching the team. It's a, it's a big, big year. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up here, but thank you so much for coming on. And, uh doing this with me like maybe i hope we could do this again uh down the road but this was good thank you yeah you got it man thanks for having me on and you know keep doing what you're doing and i'm sure you'll grow man thanks for you know always love talking to your giants anytime you ever want to all right yeah yeah so thank you guys for listening great episode for you today hope you enjoyed it Go like, share, subscribe, leave a review, please. Everything helps. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. So thank you, Ryan, for coming on and filling, filling in for Sloan. Of course, anytime. But for now, cue the music.